When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What up, people? Welcome to another episode of the Destination Devi Waiver Wire Show, episode four. I'm your host, Ike. You can find me on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. And I am joined by my regular co-host of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, Eugene. You can follow him on Twitter at Fantasy Jeans, that's G-E-N-E-S. And you can all, you can also, uh, we're also joined um, by Eric Vanek, and he's one half of the America's Game Pod with Scott Connor. And you can follow him on Twitter at Eric Vanek NFL. So, fellas, uh, week, week four is almost in the books. We do have the Rams 49ers. Hopefully, we don't see a continuation of, of, of the 49ers owning Sean McVay, but we'll see. <laughs> um but just real quick what are your what are what are your, some of your general thoughts before we get into some of the injuries and some of the waiver wire pickups uh from week four last week was kind of kind of a i mean just past weekend it was kind of a bloodbath in terms of the amount of injuries important injuries at that um that we'll, we'll get to but overall i mean it just kind of continues on the theme of what i've seen in terms of like scoring wise the scoring numbers have been low for the most part this early part of the season. I don't know if teams are still trying to get uh, acclimated with the offenses versus defenses. But another thing to add to that, uh, to add to why maybe scoring is low is because a lot of teams are not playing that cloud cover two defense where they don't want to get beat over the top. So they just yeah. keeping everything in front of them. So but overall, yep. Overall is just, you know, it was cool to see the running backs, you know, after all the talk we were doing this past week, the running backs showed out this week. So uh, that was the main thing that I've noticed this past week. Javante injury sucked. That was one of the low points for me. And then we were just talking about pre-show, just like we drew it up, guys. Jared Goss leading the league in passing touchdowns. Geno Smith leads in completion percentage. Just how we drew it up. What what a weird weird <laughs> year, man. Like I, I don't right. I don't I don't understand this. It it's just it it does not make a ton of sense to me. But hey, this is this is this is fantasy football in a nutshell. There's going to be a lot of things, especially early in the season, that's gonna you know blow your mind and <laughs> geno smith and jared goff <laughs> being at the top of any major passing category after week after week four is definitely one of those things um but enough about that let's go ahead and get get into some of the injuries and the bloodbath as eugene mentioned first uh we'd be remiss if we didn't start the show with javante williams tearing his acl and i think his lcl or pcl whatever whatever it was uh season's over right uh that's that's probably the biggest piece of news we have coming out of week four um so we have that and then uh jonathan taylor 
they're actually, you know, the, the the Colts and the Broncos are actually playing each other on Thursday. So, um, and Jonathan Taylor on his own on his own right, he's dealing with the low ankle sprain, has a slight chance to play on Thursday, but um, we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll see how practice goes throughout the week, and we do have a couple of waiver wire options uh, for you guys uh, just a little bit later. Um, we also have Cordero Patterson. He was placed on IR uh, due to knee surgery. So uh, again, we have some more waiver wire, you know, options. I think I think that should be pretty obvious. But given how the Atlanta Falcons uh, deployed their backfield after he left, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be pretty interesting, pretty interesting uh, moving forward. And then uh, both a pair of Bills receivers, uh, Jameson Crowder and Isaiah McKenzie, both left with injuries. Crowder with a broken ankle out indefinitely. Isaiah McKenzie has a concussion, and so that's something to kind of keep an eye on as well. And then Daniel Jones, he has a foot and ankle injury. He left the game. Then Tyrod Taylor came in the game, got blasted, prompting Daniel Jones to come back in the game, limping around, just basically to hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley because he is that team and he is that offense and to kind of salt, salt that win, uh, salt that win away. So, and then a couple more, Brian Hoyer barely even, barely even touched the field before he got a concussion against the, uh, against the Packers. Traylon Burks, potential rookie phenom, was carted off, carted away with a, a foot or a toe injury. Won't need surgery, but he'll miss a little time. Uh, so we'll see how how long he's out. Justice Hill, who John Harbaugh praised earlier in the week, earlier last week, left hamstring injury, and then finally rounding it out, Cameron Bray left with a concussion. Again, you know, against the uh, Chiefs on uh, on Sunday Night Football. So any general, oh, well, actually, we have a couple more injuries. Jahan Dotson. Hamstring injury will miss a couple of weeks. Rashad Bateman, midfoot midfoot injury. Anything with midfoot is not good, and so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Russell Wilson has a slight shoulder issue, and obviously Tua and that 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 brutal situation, terrible situation. Uh, he was ruled out ruled out for Week Five already. I'm glad they went ahead and did that now. So uh, before we get into some of these pickups, any general thoughts on some of these injuries? You know the the Rashad Bateman midfoot. I mean, still goes on with the the narrative that I've been talking about on our pod about him not really being used for whatever reason. He's running, I mean, less than 70, around 70% of the routes ran, which is really weird. I think yesterday he ran under 50. So maybe that was part of the issue. I think um, that was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but overall, you know, just kind of weird to see that usage. Cameron Bate, Bright was on fire last night until he got blasted. Out of the game, I think he had seven targets in that first quarter, or first first quarter and some of the second before he left the game. So yeah, um, and then the last in the Bills, it'll be interesting who who they deploy. I know we saw a little bit Khalil Shakir after those two went out, but it'll be interesting to see how they get used because I mean, still Gabe Davis is not getting used at all. So yeah, and he and he's battling an ankle injury in his own right. So he was you know questionable to play going into this week. So I don't know how I don't know I don't know if his you know, he's I think I, I just read I just read a uh, I just read a tweet. He's run like a hundred and over a hundred and ten routes and only has like, you know, nine percent target share, nine percent nine yeah. target share, something along those lines, something yeah. putrid, disgusting. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Eric, real quick. Yeah, just a lot of these quarterback injuries. We'll see how it works out this week with Tua. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about Bridgewater here in a few minutes. Russell Wilson, I think he'll be fine. Shouldn't be, you know, nothing too major. Uh, Daniel Jones and Tyrod. I'm guessing Tyrod's probably going to be out. 
Daniel Jones is still pretty iffy, so if he can't make it, like Davis Webb would have to start. Uh, we're sending that game. We're sending that game over to London. So, London. <laughs> yeah, London. Deal with that. Our, friend, <laughs> our friends in the UK. We're going to show you Davis Webb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, man, it's just the quarterback injuries. It seems like we get a big injury every single week so far. So I'm hoping that dies down here soon. Yeah, I think Javante is probably the biggest one so far. So um, hopefully, there's not too many bigger injuries uh, moving forward. But with that, uh, let's go ahead and get into some of these pickups position by position. Gene, go ahead and get us kicked off with quarterbacks. All right. So for my redraft pickup for quarterback is Jameis Winston. This is obviously if he's able to go this week. He is 43% owned in sleeper leagues. I think he'll be a good pickup this week because they'll be going against the Seahawks defense, who's been giving up giving up the cheeks all year so far. <laughs> and um, they they're actually giving up 77% completion rate, which is the highest in the league. I think there's nobody even within like six or seven percentage points to them in terms of completion percentage. So Oof. I would fire up Winston. If you are in need of a quarterback and he's able to go uh, for Dynasty, I would hesitantly go pick up Bailey Zappi. I, I mean, we if you watch that Patriots game, you saw how awful he was. In terms well, of it, wasn't how, how, it wasn't that bad. 10 of nine or what 10 of 19 for 99 yards and what three quarters? Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> that's the box, that's the box score. If you've watched the game, it wasn't that bad. I mean, yeah, that's the box score. Even watching, I guess he was okay. He 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 managed the offense because I mean, they were able to run the ball. I'll give him that. You've so. seen worse quarterback play. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're you're right. I have seen worse. <laughs> but if you're if you're, I, I mean, this is obviously a dynasty play. So if you're yeah. in need of a second quarterback, or you know, just if somebody else is in need of quarter, of quarterbacks, you can use this as a chip to you know trade. So and he's free everywhere. There's you can go get him right now if you wanted to. So those are my pickups. Eric, go ahead. Yeah. So for redraft this week, I kind of like Ryan Tannehill a little bit against Washington, and Washington's been absolutely brutal on defense lately. Uh, I know losing Traylon does not help him, but I think with Robert Woods and Westbrook, Kine, Kyle Phillips getting back in there, they had a like three or four tight ends they use. Derrick Henry can get involved in the passing game, and John Terrell Hilliard a little bit too. I think Tannehill could have a nice game against Washington. So if I need to start somebody this week um, in a redrafts, uh, I'm going to go with Tannehill. And then Dynasty, if Teddy Bridgewater happens to be out there, I would definitely pick up Bridgewater this week against the Jets. I think this is Bridgewater's best weapons he's ever played with, with Tyreek and Waddle and, and all of them. So if Bridgewater's out there, I definitely don't mind throwing him in as my QB2 this week if I have to. Yeah, I like that call. Uh, just kind of going back to the to the Ryan Tannehill thing. You did mention Derrick Henry in the passing game, back back to back weeks, twenty plus percent target share. Yeah, mm-hmm. for Derrick Henry, that's that's scary hours. That's scary yeah. hours. And so Derrick Henry with that volume and getting targets in the passing game, that's what we would that's what we wanted to see for years. Now we're finally getting it. So all right, so my uh, my quarterback that I want to pick up and for redraft is Kenny Pickett. I know it's a. I know it's a. Uh, it's more so like a stash right now because you don't want to start him against the Bills next week because he'll, he'll he's going to probably get blasted. But the the Steelers the the there are reports out there today saying that he they're going to move forward with him as a start as a, as the starting quarterback. Um, they're tired of seeing mid Trubisky go out there and basically lead the Steelers to pointless drives, right? So, but Kenny Pickett in one half of football had 15 fantasy points in in, in a half and. 
you know, I, I know that the, you know, the, the box score says they threw three interceptions. Two of those were off of his receiver's hands, basically on target passes. They just bounce off the receiver's hands and into the, the arms of a, you know, Jets defenders. And then the third interception was off of a Hail Mary. And so, uh, but, uh, you know, again, this is, this is a pickup for, you know, for the long term, for the long haul, uh, for the, at least for the, re- the re- remainder of the, of, of the, of the fantasy season has the rest of the season upside with his rushing ability, six carries, 15 yards. So uh, I see that I see that continuing. Just not this week, though, but for next week for sure. Uh, and then now we can go into uh, running back pickups. Uh, Eric, go ahead and kick us off. Yeah. So for this week, I like Mike Boone. Uh, you're probably obviously picking him up for the rest of the year. Melvin Gordon has fumbled the ball three times already, so that's not good. Uh, this GM, George Patton, he had Mike Boone in Minnesota. So this is one of his guys. He's been around the team now in Denver for three years. So he, they know Boone. He's a favorite of the GM. So I think Mike Boone is going to get a really nice opportunity here. He can catch the ball. He's run uh, quite a bit of routes, actually, um, as well as being able uh, to run the ball. Very explosive player. So I like Mike Boone this week um, to pick him up. And then Dynasty, uh, Philip Lindsay. If he misses uh, or if JT misses a game or two here with his ankle sprain, uh, Reich came out today and said Lindsay would probably be the guy who would get the lion's share of the carries. Uh, wouldn't be Deion Jackson, unfortunately. I do like both of them. Uh, I think Jackson's more of a special teams play right now, but Lindsay, I do like for sure, just as a guy that you could just throw in if you need to, if you're uh, missing out on Jonathan Taylor. All right, Gene, what you got? So redraft, this guy's 32% owned in sleeper leagues right now. Tyler Azier, uh, we saw him get used a lot once once CPAT is out. Like we've already said, he's going to be out for at least four weeks because of that knee surgery. Uh, yesterday when they played, we saw him handle majority of the third down role. Uh, he split carries half and half with, with Tyler Huntley, not Tyler Huntley, um, with uh, Caleb Huntley. Caleb. And then he ran... And then he ran uh, 40% of the, of the RB routes to, in, in total. So he, ate, he ran about, I think, 8 out of 20. So I think this is pretty good usage uh, for, a, a, for a potential replacement running back. Uh, so I would definitely go out and he'll be uh, one of these top priority ads along with Mike Boone um, for the time being. Well, it'll be interesting to see his usage for sure once, once we see them in a, like a full game. Because we did also see Avery Williams get mixed in just – just a tad bit too, but I think they like Algier at least for you know those the long and distance roles and in some of the carries. All right, so my redraft running back to pick up, he should be rostered in, in in most leagues, but if not, Raheem Mostert, he is the Miami Dolphins running back one. Um, he, I mean, we we had no idea. We, I mean, Gene and I, Gene and I were kind of debating this on one of our previous shows. Like, we don't know what the hell the Miami <laughs> Dolphins were doing with their running backs, but. I think the picture is a little bit more clear now. Uh, Mostert played 72% snaps in week four, and his snaps have, have actually increased every single game since week one. So, um, And then his last game, he had 76% of the passing down and goal line snaps. The only thing that's going against Mostert is his TD luck. Um, you know, I think he's like 22nd in expected uh, touchdowns. So he's in in line for a possible blow-up game coming for the Jets in week five. So... I like Mostert to pick him up. If you don't, if again, if you're playing in a league that Mostert's on on waivers, snatch him up with the quickness. And then my dynasty one, uh, I know Eric already kind of mentioned him, Deion Jackson, probably probably more stash worthy than anything, especially if Jonathan Taylor misses multiple weeks. But 
Um, he did win the, the the RB3 job coming out of training camp, and he does have pretty good athleticism. So that's just a guy that just his name to keep an eye on. And then on some honorable mentions, we you know Gene mentioned Caleb Huntley. Um, we can look at Rashad White, but he should already already be rostered in most leagues. He is he played basically the most snaps he you know he he's played all season and caught five passes, scored a touchdown. And then Brian Robinson, who's coming off of uh, you know basically getting shot, uh, he's he got activated today. And so um, and you know he did you know this pains me to say it, but he did beat out Antonio Gibson in training camp and in preseason um, for the RB one job in an early down role. So we'll see how much playing time he actually gets coming out coming out the gate. Uh, I know they once they activate someone, they do have a twenty one day window to to put them on the active roster. So I don't know if they'll put him on the active roster as soon as week five, maybe week six. Who knows? We'll see. But um, those are those are the running backs. Um, and now on to wide receivers. I'll go ahead and get started with this. Uh, and for redraft, I'm looking at Devontae Parker or Jacoby Myers only because they're playing the Lions this week. And Devontae Parker has actually shown some life over the last couple of games, back-to-back games with a touchdown catch. Um, and then on you know Jacoby Myers end, he was kind of close to returning last week. He practiced in limited capacity. Um, he's still just fifty five percent fifty five percent owned. Um, but again, if he was dropped in your league, or if the the ownership is much lower, he's not owned. Then I would recommend picking him up or, or picking Devontae Parker up, who's only thirty eight percent owned in most leagues. Uh, so Eric, go ahead and uh, go ahead and continue with wide receivers. Yeah, so we saw Rondale Moore came back this week uh, for the Cardinals, and he pretty much took Greg Dortch's role that we were kind of talking about last week, that Dortch was going to kind of keep that role. Um, But I think Ego and Draft Capital got in the way there, and Rondale Moore kind of took over again, and Dortch really did nothing. So it was a little disappointing to see that. But if Moore happens to be out there on your redraft radar, I'd pick him up with Arizona throwing the ball so much. They haven't seen him. to be able to run the ball quite well yet. So I think Rondale Moore would be a good pickup for you. And then Dynasty, I'm still going with Richie James if he's still out there. Uh, He was tied for the uh, team lead in targets this week again, Uh, even though it was only three targets and they didn't throw the ball very much because Daniel Jones and all the other quarterbacks got hurt. But pretty sure Richie James is still going to be the wide receiver one there. So I'm going to keep rolling on him. If he's still out there, I'd pick him up. Um, I think he's going to do pretty good. And just just kind of going back to the to the Cardinals and Rondell Moore situation, participated in a route in over ninety ninety percent. To participate in over ninety percent of the routes, so he's definitely back. And Greg Dorch is now dust. So yeah. um, it's Rondell Moore's it's, it is Rondell Moore's role now. Um, so yeah, Gene, go ahead and uh, round out the last uh, wide receivers. All right. So for me, redrafts Kadarius Tony. 38% owned in sleeper leagues right now, which is really surprising. I guess people, they want to wait around and stash him. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for him. Uh, if he's able to go this week, hopefully, um, still crossing my fingers on that. Uh, great opportunity for him because Galladay's hurt and the staff hates him. Sterling Shepard, he's rumored. He hates himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, something. Uh, Sterling Shepard is done for the year and his rumored that he might be looking to retire. So, uh, you know, kind of just wait on that. Uh, Richie James, I mean, he, again, like like Eric said, he was the leading target re- uh, receiver with three. Uh, and the quarterbacks were hurt, but he didn't really, I guess he didn't really take advantage of the opportunity because I don't think he even caught any of those balls. So 
again, I think, and then on top of that, Wandell is also hurt too. So I think overall, I think Kadarius has a great opportunity to just kind of walk into a number one role, even though the staff kind of has been kind of iffy on him. So what, go the, hell get is, him. what the hell is Wandell's uh, injury? Like I, think a knee, I think it was a knee. I think, I think it was, it was a, a hamstring or knee, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a knee. And think Kadarius was was a hamstring. Kadarius is like anything lower body. He's yeah. He's just hurt. Uh, soft, yeah. Anything soft tissue related, he's he's gonna be. I think just Kadarius is just soft in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just soft. Yeah. Uh, and then some honorable mentions. Uh, Josh Reynolds. We've seen him for two weeks now. Do something. Uh, so if he's still available, at least pick. He should be at least on your roster. Jamal Agnew, the converted converted cornerback to wide receiver, kind of re- resurrects himself after tearing his ACL last year and just pops out of nowhere and and gets two touchdowns, which is another person that's a thorn on my side. Nah, um, we, we we ain't gonna chase that. That was because Jay- <laughs> I, I, I ain't I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna recommend to the people to pick up Jamal Agnew. That hey. would be doing them a disservice. Hey, but if Zay Jones is out, then why not? At least have him on your bench. You know he's gonna be used. We already yeah. know it. So, and he wears number uh, 39. So swag. Hey, he's a so corner swaggy. man. That's a corner playing oh. wide receiver. Uh, Michael Gallup. Uh, we saw him return this week on the field. He he did really well for somebody coming back from uh from an ACL injury tear from last year. He caught a touchdown on um, four targets. I think he had two receptions on four targets. So be somebody that be that's gonna be ramping up as as the season goes along. And then again, Romeo Dubs, you saw him score again. He led the team in 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 targets. Uh he over 90% route participation. I know he's still available in some leagues, which is really weird, but go get him if he's still available also. He almost had a second touchdown too, but he just yeah. didn't survive the survive the, the ground or whatever it was or complete yep. the process, which which I still think is a stupid bullshit ass rule. Um, look, he caught the ball, had two feet down. That should be enough for me. But hey, I digress. All right, now finally, the most disgusting position as as it is every single week, tight end. And Gene, you get the you get the honor of kicking us off. <sighs> Ugh, I had to really dig for this one. This is pretty disgusting, but. <laughs> for redraft, this guy is is getting a lot of touchdowns. He scored three touchdowns in four games. Uh, Will Disley, five percent owned. I know a lot of people are hurting at tight end. Is is just at this point, tight end position is like is like that standard scoring. Like literally, it's just touchdown or bust for most of these guys. <laughs> yep. Um. He again this week he ran the most routes and was targeted the most uh, out of the tight end position. So. I, I would at least pick up Will Disley if you if you don't want to start him. You can at least have him on your roster for sure because he's he's producing. He's at least scoring touchdowns. So, and then for Dynasty, uh, Kate Auten, he's two percent owned in sleeper leagues. Um, he was a primary primary uh, tight end once Break came out. So if Break's out for an extended period of time for a concussion, then it's like Kate Auten is going to be the number one. We saw uh, Kyle Rudolph. He was a healthy scratch. They they also ran. Um, I can't remember the third tight end that they had out there, but he was he was mainly blocking, and Cade was the mainly one that was running the route. So I would definitely this would be definitely a good stash would be Cade Nodden. Yeah. All right, Eric, what you got next? Yeah, so on redraft, I still like Hayden Hurst if he happens to still be out there with Joe Burrow. Caught a touchdown last week. Looks pretty good and a big part of that offense. So if Hayden Hurst is still out there in redraft, I would definitely pick him up. 
And then I have a couple uh, dynasty tight ends for everybody. Chig Okwankwo from Tennessee. Very, very athletic tight end. Finally got used in the offense because Austin Hooper and Jeff Swain are just not it. So hopefully they're getting the young rookie involved more. Uh, Caught a touchdown this week and looked pretty good. Uh, Parker Hess. I don't know why he's running as many plays and snaps more than Kyle Pitts, but he is like, if something you just need a tight end just to throw in, that might be a guy you can pick up and just throw in just because he is playing so much. And then Eric Salbert, he was the tight end one this week for Denver because Albert O played one snap. So Albert O is dead and Eric Salbert's, is going to be the starter for a couple weeks here until Greg Dulcich gets his uh, feet wet and back in in the playing shape. So Salbert could be a guy you could pick up for real cheap um, and probably play him. He might be able to get you a touchdown or two. Wow. You you absolutely hate to see it for uh, for Albedo. And you absolutely hate to see it for Kyle Pitts. Yeah, you know, I I don't I don't get what the hell they're doing down there in Atlanta. They were just they were lucky to win that game. I don't know. But it, it was Man. just a bunch of Browns miscues. That caused them to win that game, but they yeah. they were play, basically playing to lose. Uh, but I digress. Uh, I'll get to my tight ends. Uh, well, my tight end, the tight end that I want to target for redraft and dynasty is Mo Ali Cox. Uh, he's coming off of a game where he had six catches, eighty-five yards, and two touchdowns uh, for the Colts this past week. Played seventy percent of the snaps. Playing more than um, playing more than Kylan Granson, who's an, you know an athletic freak tight end uh, in his own right. But he's he's available in both dynasty and redraft uh, leagues, so that's that's a guy that you can definitely pick up, and especially if the Colts are going to be, um, you know, as bad as they've been, and they'll be passing, they'll be trailing, you know, in in a few games here and there. Uh, the pass volume should maybe favor some of these other uh, pass catchers outside of Michael Pittman. So I, I like Mo Ali Cox uh, for for my tight end in uh, draft, redraft, and dynasty. And a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, I know you. I know Eric mentioned Greg Dolchich. Um, this is mainly for dynasty. And then we could also potentially look at Hunter Henry. Although the Patriots tight ends leave a lot to be desired. I know the. I know John o. Smith only played 17 snaps before being hurt on Sunday. And then Hunter Henry's on the field for 49 or 58 snaps. So the the playing time is there. Just no no opportunities or production is there though. So, but if that's a guy that you can hope they can roll into the end zone by accident. Um, he had nine touchdowns last year. So if there's, if that's a, if that's a guy that you hope to get in the end zone, hope to see get in the end zone, then yeah, pick him up if you're in a pinch. Um, with that, that concludes all of the players um, that we're targeting in waiver wires this week. Gene, Eric, anything for the people before we go? Hopefully you can make some moves in terms of replacing some of these running backs that went down. Uh, I know it's tough out there, so try to try to make a move or some somehow, somehow, some way. Yeah, hopefully you can get Algier or Mike Boone or one of these guys that's going to be starting here for the next couple of weeks or so. So hopefully that'll help you out at running back. Hopefully no more of these damn season-ending injuries to our star players too. Let's uh, let's end that, please. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, though, no, just uh, good luck here in Week Five and the rest of the season, and hopefully we can get you guys some Ws. Um, and then, yeah, please check out all the content that we have going on. Subscribe to the newsletter. Check out Gene and I's pod that, you know, that drops Thursday. Uh, check out, uh, you know, uh, Eric and Scott's um, podcast that drops every Saturday. Um, check out the 40 te- chess guys, uh, you know, Mike and Adam. Check out Ray GQ ch- and check out him and Jay Rich on their morning show every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. 
and check out TL Fantasy Football. New new show dropping tomorrow night. They, they they debuted a couple of weeks ago. Very, very dope stuff. Destination Debbie team doing a lot of big things with that. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace.